Welcome, everybody, to Ben and Eric's podcast. I want to start this podcast off by saying I am going to reiterate the basic concept. The first section of the podcast will be me and Eric review a movie we both watched recently, and we talk about it, we recommend it, we don't recommend it, we talk about its flaws, its virtues, all that. The second segment, and the final segment, is about a TV show. This TV show is one that we both watch, except... I only watched the first few episodes, so I come in. I come into the podcast as a new viewer who's only seen a few episodes, and Eric comes into the podcast as an experienced viewer who's seen the entire show. Now, I give my first impressions, and Eric justifies them or tells me I'm wrong, and we talk about the TV show, and eventually at the end of it, I decide if I'm going to continue watching or if I've given up on it. And I'm not going to watch anymore. So, that being said, let's get into the podcast. This one, this episode is about Rye Lane and the TV show Dave. So, me and Eric watched Rye Lane very recently. It is a rom-com about uh, two characters, Dom and Yas, in South London. And... My first question is, Eric, what do you think about it? I came to this movie from some recommendations from other podcasts I heard and um, added it to my watch list that happened to be on yours too. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed it. I I love these kind of, um, you know, walk and talk uh, rom-coms where two people meet, you know, a la Linklater's Before Sunrise uh, trilogy, Before Sunrise being the one the first of the three where the, the two main characters meet and just walk through, um, I guess it was Paris in that case where you think something's, you think they're going to hit it off. They do. Um, it's all about getting to know each other. And this is very much the same, but they kind of throw you into this one, like, you know, head first, you have no time to kind of yeah. get comfortable with the characters and, and they're immediately in the drama. And uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. It's kind of a new take on, on that, you know, getting to know you rom-com um, and uh, some other spins on it that I'm sure we'll talk about, but I, I really enjoyed it. Um, what do you think, Ben? Yeah, I, I, the before sunrise aspect of it is immediately clear. It's, it is a very walk and talk movie, but those can be done really well. And this is very, very, very well done to be clear for our viewers before sunrise occurs in Vienna. So, oh, my bad. Sorry. There you go. Real-time correction. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like this movie better than Before Sunrise. Oh, shit. I do. And you know why? We're wow. local. What? Instead of it being Vienna, where mm-hmm. it's like a destination wedding, it's the setting is and among these two characters. Mm-hmm. So the plot points you get are about different characters interacting with their setting and the other characters they see. So they know people around town because they live there mm-hmm. and they've lived there the whole t- their whole lives as characters. So we're not just only immersed in the growing bond between these two people, but also we're immersed in a setting that 
allows this relationship to grow in a more personal way. This setting really contributes, and I'm not going to say it's another character, but the se- the setting allows for other characters to be there that that our main characters know. So it really lets you into the past of our main characters, Dom and Yas. I'm saying Yas, right? Right. I think it's Yas. I think they call her Yas. 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 Yeah, Yas. I think. So David Johnson, a British act, British actor, I think, plays mm-hmm. Dom, and Vivian O'Para plays Yas, and. They have a meet cute, not quite, and they walk through this, the streets of South London, and they interact with different people they know, they talk with each other for a long time, and it's just, it's really good. It's better than Before Sunrise. It's better than Before Sunrise. Before Sunrise you... takes place in one day. This, this takes place over one main day, and then a little bit of retribution, a little bit of retribution, like later on so do you not think it's better than before sunrise what you you've now said that i think four times in this podcast and i think you're doing it just to poke the bear well yeah why not let's have a little fun here (laughs) well we can we can have fun but you can also be wrong at the same time um Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't, we don't have to argue that point. I, we could just tell people to watch Before Sunrise if they haven't already and enjoy that movie. Uh, well, more than personally, they enjoy I'd, rather, Ryan Lane. I'd rather tell them to watch Rye Lane. We are telling them to watch Rye Lane. That is for sure. And and I, I, I do understand your point about it. Um, I do see the pacing of Rye Lane being a little more sort of rapid and involved. And, you know, we meet... We meet his ex and his ex's new boyfriend. Um, and those are some really funny, clever scenes with some yeah. characters that are over the top. I get it. That's, it's a different movie from that respect because you don't get that in before, the Before series. Mm-mm. So um, so we can fight about Before later. But um, the, first of all, the character, David Johnson, um, the male lead in this, he's also in industry, the HBO show Industry, um, also set in London, I think. And uh, he's really great in that. I haven't seen Vivian uh, Opara in this. He's wonderful in the show Industry. Yeah, you would like that show, by the way. I I think you would really like Industry. So it's sort of a succession-ish kind of thing, but, you know, Gen Z style succession show. I have a great track record with succession. (laughs) Um, but this one, yeah, they take like for instance, they, it is a little more off the wall. Like there's some quasi, um, not dream sequence, but alternate reality where someone's recounting what happened in the past, and you're thrown into some scenarios where both characters are all of, all of a sudden in that recounting of something in the past, uh, where both weren't there when it happened, but we get to see them both experience it as kind of an yeah. alternate reality past. Um, yeah, it's like uh, the power of story. It's great. It's great. And and it keeps it moving for, for you know, in a huge way because it, it never really trails off. Um, no, where, not at all. Yeah, you're going to about to say because before sunrise trails off and I'm going to cut you off when you start Not quite it. trails off, but you really, really get like, oh, it's Jesse and Celine. Mm-hmm. And it's just, just that. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I love them both. I've seen all three. 
I think I've rewatched the entire. I think I've rewatched the entire trilogy, and it's one of the best trilogies out there ever. It's great. There you go. I mean, all right. Let's the, stop the whole, right there. Stop right there. There the we go. The concept Good. of time is beautifully portrayed <laughs> in movies one, two, and three. The aging process—it's all great. And this movie is really better. This movie is so good. It's so fun and energetic. It's mm-hmm. so bright and bold and per- like so so much itself. The lens choice is just like up in mm. your face, yep. really wide. You get the whole background, plus you get the character right up up their nose. Like they're right in the center of the frame. They're looking right at each other. There's no leaving that until you go to a flashback or a retelling of a story and you get some really interesting angles and fun abstract-ish sequences with like just creative a creative outlet for the the filmmakers, the actors and then you get back to the story where it's like we're going to push mm-hmm. this relationship and we're going to push this tremendous chemistry. They have such great chemistry. They yes. could do they could do before sunrise. They could easily do it. David Johnson and Vivian O'Para could stand in front of a camera and walk around Vienna and it would be a great movie. Yeah. But they do something better. They do something more. They do something different and it's great. I'm off there and you're absolutely right. I, talking about the camera work, I'm just the trailer's auto playing here as we're talking and I'm looking at the colors. There's just I, I, I realized it when I um, it really, just the vibrancy of it, everything pops. The, it, it's clear the choices are going to be just vivid colors in every shot. And I'm seeing that in their outfits. In there's a shot when they're in a uh, uh, like a storage facility, and each of the uh, garage doors is a different vibrant color. It's like yeah, they it's- every attempt to make sure this movie just pops in every scene. Yeah, um, it's there's on also Hulu. A- I just want to. It's on Hulu. Yeah, uh, there's also like a sequence where like he's in the theater and the light is behind him, and instead of it being like a normal like a white light behind him that's projected onto the screen, it's like this beautiful orbiting array of colors, and it, it's just every every chance they get, they put some bold bright color to establish mood or setting or whatever it is that they want to do, and it's just it's always it, it looks so good every time. Just every yeah. scene, yeah. You're watching this trailer is so fun because it's just a different color every second. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Who knew yeah. you could do that? These people knew you could do that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the, the director, I think, I mean, I see her her past work. It's nothing I've, I've seen. It's, I don't think anyone's ever seen a lot of the stuff on her page. There's just four or five things in there and the writers aren't haven't written anything I've seen before. So it's all kind of, everyone's pretty much here um one really fun thing there is i I don't want to spoil it it's a super small thing but um it's worth uh keeping it a secret there's uh the guy who serves burritos to them it's like a massive cameo it's really cool um do you you, see that's the spoiler piece so you got to look it up but i don't want to spoil it for our uh you're not not gonna tell me i'll tell you off the air my friend (laughs) Or you can Google it in it's a spoiler. five seconds. <laughs> it's just a fun little Easter egg there. So anyway, we love this movie. 
Uh, I think we've covered everything about it. Rye Lane, R-Y-E Lane is the movie. And Yeah. Yeah, I would strongly, strongly recommend it. If you they just don't make they don't make movies like this anymore, Eric. That's true. They don't make it's small. It's not going everywhere. You're staying where you are, where these characters know, and where the, these characters are comfortable. And it, it's about these characters just being in a rom com. It they are inside. They're they are in the know. They're in on the joke that mm-hmm. this is like a goofy rom com, and they're having and they're and they're having fun. They're having fun with it. And it's so fun to watch. It's it's not gonna change filmmaking. No one's gonna study this movie as the instant that rom coms or filmmaking change forever. But we don't need that. It, we just need people to make stuff like this. That's really just so fun to watch that you can put on at any like in any social situation. Well, not in any. Okay, that's a complete exaggeration. You can just you can put it on like, hey, what's a good movie? What's a fun movie to watch right now? Easiest answer of my life, Ryan Lane. Yep. People haven't seen it. You're showing something something new, bold, interesting, and it's fun. Yep. Under an hour and a half, tight. It's oh, good. So easy to watch. Yeah. You could bang it out in like less time it takes to work out. Sometimes I don't know. Yep. It's good. It's good. And and the writing is sharp. I mean, it's a scene when. When they go to see his ex with the boyfriend, um, mm-hmm. and uh, she kind of um, <clears throat> uh, yaz muscles her way into that into the uh, meeting, um, you know, it's just it's rapid fire. The dialogue's really tight. It's it's funny as hell. The boy, the new boyfriend, is just a ridiculous Dude, clown, he's and so they. Fun. And they just play them to the nth degree, and it's so yeah. funny. It's really well done. Nothing is serious in his life, and it's amazing. And all the visuals are great, but if you can't write your way through those key scenes and have it be laugh out loud funny, then you're not going to rave about it like you are now. Mm-mm. So it's, it's really good writing. Yeah. Keeps you interested all the time. And the performances. I think yeah. we have to end here on these performances. They're just so good. Agreed. I mean, there are rom-coms with chemistry, and some of them don't work out. When Harry Met Sally is like, oh, it's great. Like, these people have really great chemistry. Billy Crystal's hilarious. But they don't quite have the same energy as these, as Vivian O'Para and David Johnson do. Mm-hmm. Their energy is just at a at a different level. They're so, like, bopped down the street having fun with each other that other star that other movies just can't keep up that kind of energy the whole time Mm -hmm. or they just don't they don't ever have that to begin with but their chemistry is not only amazing they're not only amazing together but they're so energetic together it's just i can't recommend it enough i can't believe it well it came out pretty recently so i'm not that far behind but no i should have saw this in theaters it was great Came out the end of March. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're a fan. I, I can tell you're a fan. Huge. I'd, I'd, I'd watch it again like now because it's so <laughs> quick and short. Like, what am I doing in the next hour and 20 minutes? <laughs> Nothing more important than rewatching this movie. 
Well, we do have to talk about a TV show. So can you do it after we're done that? I'll do it after. I'll do All it right, after. thanks. Appreciate it. All right. With that, we will be reviewing Dave next. And we're back with Dave. Dave is a uh, TV show on FX about the rapper Lil Dicky. His name is Dave Bird. He grew up in Cheltenham, right next to... I mean, see that, yeah. Yeah, he right. grew up in Cheltenham. I grew up in Upper Dublin, played Cheltenham in basketball, got our asses kicked. It's all good, because Lil Dicky is from <laughs> Cheltenham. Anyways, this show is following Lil Dicky from sort of the beginning of his career. He is definitely a bigger rapper than he is, than he portrays himself to be. In the beginning, Hmm. you know, in the beginning, he is an unknown artist with a hit YouTube video. So he's not even monetized. Like, he has made no money off of his music career, but he's very passionate about it, and he loves it. And he's a goofball rap. He's a satirical rapper, a goofball, and – but he's talented. You know, he can rap. He can make jokes. He can do all these things. And, man, is it – Funny. We picked some good ash stuff to review today, Eric. Hmm. It's hilarious. He is so funny. How many episodes did you watch? Two. That's all I needed to know. Mm-hmm. It, the The pilot is so funny. Well, it's really not a pilot. That I don't think it's a pilot. It's like the longest. It's like thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny. He got his delivery is the same like kind of delivery he would do on his songs, but it's funnier because it's better writing. Well, I, I don't want to call it better writing, but it is. His, his rap songs are kind of ridiculous. He is a, it's a gimmick, and it kind of gets old. But this show, so far, is so funny. The timing is great. I mean, does, does it get old? I've listened to his music and I kind of am not a fan anymore. I was when I was a younger Jewish teen who could, I was like, this guy's speaking to me, but is this, does it kind of, does it get old and um, later? He, they, they intersperse his raps into the show and he doesn't necessarily do them as sort of live and off the cuff as he did in the pilot. But um, no, I don't think it. I don't think it gets old. They're they're all very funny. Sometimes they'll they'll start off an episode with like a quasi music video that he did, um, that looks, you know, pretty well, and it, it it feels like a real music video, and it's goofy as hell, as you said, and and kind of gimmicky. But one thing I, I honestly did not know this until you said it, and I've seen the entire series so far. I think it's three seasons. Um, is that this guy was a thing before the show. I had no oh, idea. Yeah. I thought this was like a creation for this show. No, this is his Seinfeld, Eric. I'm like, I'm no dead idea. serious. This is, li- he literally has a rap career and it's Lil Dicky. And I've, I listened to him in like 2017 or something. He well, has songs with like a bunch of famous people. He does like, he really tries to like subvert the rap song and it's like, okay, you're trying to be an artist. You're trying to be funny. And he is funny sometimes. And then other times it's like, he's being an artist and he's like, just put it out. Like 
put it out there. This is me. This is raw. This is real. And it's like, eh, you could polish this. Probably you could definitely polish this. I don't need to listen to like. Sometimes he he monologued at the end of this one song called Brain, I think, and it was just like it was really weird. Anyways, this is his. This is literally his Seinfeld. He is Lil Dicky. He has a real career. He has had a real career for like seven, eight years now. And it's just now making the show. And it's like amazing. I didn't know that. So yeah. he's in the show. He's, as you said, he's got like a YouTube out. He's trying to go viral. He's trying to get hot. He's trying to get a career and get paid for his music. Mm-hmm. And um, he kind of gets himself a posse around him. You start to see the posse form in the first episode here. Um, the, all the characters that are surrounding him are all fantastic in their own right. Um, the the guy who plays um, Mike in the the redhead in the show, Mike oh, is the, the redhead. Yeah, I don't want to say mean... what his job is yet. It's a bit of a spoiler if I start talking about what is what he becomes in the show. But um, um... you mean Andrew Santino, famed stand-up comedian. This is why I need you, Ben. I don't know these things. I'm going in cold. I've seen the whole well, thing, and you know more about I, it. Than I know I you're do. a. I know you're a huge fan of comedy, Eric. <laughs> a huge fan for all the listeners. Eric don't is wind me a up. Big fan, and but he he just falls a little short when Taco, a member of Odd Future, shows up is a main character in this, and Andrew Santino. I don't, know any of the, I don't know any of the words that you're saying right now. All I can tell you <laughs> is that the surrounding, as I said, the surrounding characters are all fantastic. Okay, um, I would like to, I, I would like to know this oh, show Jesus. is kind of for me. I, it I, is. I know all I know. these people. <laughs> it really is. It was built for you. Um, obviously, this guy's music speaks to you. I'm the 57-year-old <laughs> white guy who doesn't know, you know, Dave Bird from anybody. And what standpoint is that it is whenever it would the new episode would drop I, w- I wouldn't necessarily rush to it the same way you don't rush to something that really cringes on every episode is going to have multiple cringe moments and I don't necessarily love that style of comedy because it's super uncomfortable and they've got this white guy in a rap world and he's he he says really stupid shit sometimes and it's it's just really cringy. And um, when, when the episode is done, I had a great time, but I don't necessarily love every line that was spoken, if that makes no. sense. So, um, but he not. is clever as hell. I can tell you that all three seasons are fantastic. They really, they, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It is. It, 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 he, he takes it in many different directions. He, some of them are like bottle type episodes in that they um, they kind of focus on one thing or one person or one element of his career. And it just, they take their time and it's just all done really, really well. I, I want to compare this to like in Atlanta, Atlanta on FX Hulu also. Oh, that's a bold comparison. Well, just, just from the standpoint, I like Dave more. I'll just be clear. I like Dave. Whoa, more. fuck relax over there just relax um because i think atlanta gets a little too um and Hmm. that's such a hard thing to say about it it, it's kind of i don't know it's like avant-garde it's a little bit off the wall it's like sometimes the episode would end and i'd be like what the fuck did i just see you know like i gotta i gotta go look at you know 
the notes and comments on the episode to understand what people got out of it that I totally. But Dave is more self-contained. It's a comedy. You get you laugh out loud. It's you know, there have been episodes of Atlanta where I have not chuckled at all. And I don't I know that some of them are supposed to be dramatic, but I'd like to be kind of moved in the show. And I found with Atlanta, I was just like scratching my head half the time. Now, I like that series, but I love crazy that Atlanta is getting this slander right now. <laughs> you can come at me for anything I've just said because I think I think I've got a lot of uh, a lot of support for my comments here. Well, for one, the comparison between Atlanta and Dave is essentially a it is at its boiled down at its most boiled down point a comparison between Donald Glover and Dave Bird, and mm. I, I just I cannot side with Lil Dicky against. Against Donald Glover. I, I won't call him Childish Gambino. I will call him Donald Glover because I honestly think Donald Glover is Donald Glover first now. He's not Childish Gambino first. He's Donald Glover comedian, writer, actor, producer, director, um, and then also a rapper. I was comparing the shows. I wasn't, I wasn't going to do a, a David Bird versus Donald Glover well, to me, here. this show is is just Lil Dicky and his life, and like not his life accurately portrayed, but his life satirically portrayed, and it's very funny. It's very funny, but it's funny because it's pretty unserious. It's great to just relax and laugh out loud at this show, but yeah, Atlanta it, slander. It you took it too far. All right, continue to relax over there while I talk about Dave for a second. Um, Please talk about Dave. When, for, when, when Dave meets uh, Gaeta, who becomes a, a real mm-hmm. strong sidekick throughout the series. Yeah. Um, Gaeta, short for alligator. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's cringy. It's cringy when I even say those words out loud. So I'll continue. Like... Gaeta. <laughs> <laughs> Short for alligator. When Ga- when Gata is showing him the ropes at the at the studio when they meet up there in the lobby, um, the dialogue is it's like a rap. It is so dense and and so well thought out, and you're trying to keep up with Gata because he's telling you how things work in the industry, and he's doing it so fast that you're like, whoa, whoa, I don't have it all yet. Like I'm as yeah. lost as Dave is when Gata's yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. And it's great that they kind of put you in that kind of, you know, puzzled state because mm-hmm. I'm not getting it like Dave's not getting Dave it. Dave right? is often puzzled. Yeah. He is often at a loss. I love that about it. I love that <laughs> about it. It's just like, whoa, this is really uncalled for. Why are we doing this this way right now? We could be way more respectful and have a lot more fun if we do it this um, but it, it's, different way. It, even in, in like sort of a, um, an Apatow kind of movie, like a, like a 40-year-old virgin kind of movie. Yeah. Where like the opening scene when Dave's in the doctor's office, the very first mm-hmm. scene, yes. and he's getting some stuff checked out, let's just say. Um, and, and the line is, you know, when Dave doesn't like what he hears, he says, you know, well, you know, the online community is really different from the brick and mortar community. Yeah. And, the, and he's like, he's like, you mean doctors? <laughs> you know, yeah. like the doctors, like, yeah. you mean like me, like people that went to medical school? So yeah. he, the writing is so strong in, in those interactions that are a bit interludes to the, the greater Dave story that, yeah. um, you know, it just keeps you coming back for more because the, the guy, he really never lets up. It's really great all three seasons. 
that's great. I like. I love that he never lets up. That seems like something like a producer, a bad producer, or a, or a bad actor could like start to kind of drain the show of its energy. But I'm really glad to hear that this show will continue being as unserious and fun as it is right now. Mm-hmm. I would like to say how shockingly personal this is to my story. Okay, that sounds so. That sounded so conceited and like I'm so involved in this production. I have nothing to do with this at all. But I'm a big fan of Andrew Santino. He has podcasts that are way more fun and exciting oh. than ours. Whiskey Ginger, <laughs> uh, Bad Friends with Bobby Lee. You know he's and he's appeared. He's he's an, a great comedian. Huh. Okay, so his deliveries and his lines. I'd like to think that he has some hand in writing it. Because he appears in all 30 episodes. So, mm-hmm. like, I think he has some hand in, like, could I just go with this line? Could I try this line one time? And then, like, oh, it actually works really well. Because this guy is super fucking talented. Mm-hmm. Travis Bennett, who plays Els, the sound engineer that Dave Bird uh, grew up mm-hmm. with, or he's just friends with now, that guy is Taco to me. That's Taco. Taco is <laughs> friends with Tyler the Creator, uh, Probably Frank Ocean still, Earl Sweatshirt, uh, Lionel Boyce, who appears in The Bear, um, Jasper, who has his own show on Vice, and all these guys were a collective. Sid the, Sid the Dude, um, uh, who else? Left Brain, Casey Veggies. All these guys were a part of a collective called Odd Future, which was a rap group in the early 2010s where they had, uh, they had like the White Album, I think. I cannot remember. Oh, uh, they had this song called Oldie that had like seven verses on it, and it was great. I don't think Taco was on that, but Jasper was on it. Tyler, um, Yellow Wolf was on it. Frank Ocean, Earl. I mean, it was like they made great music, and they had a show on um, Vice that was called uh, Loiter Squad, and they did a bunch of hilarious skits and like um, and and like Jackass style kind of not stunts but just like pranks a little bit they were they were hilarious together they were all acting and like doing this youtube show that was just so funny earl sweatshirt is so funny okay that's odd future that's taco and that is travis bennett who is this character Els, who has a pretty major role in this show so i've kind of grown up listening to three of the main characters and their careers outside of the show. So this is like the perfect show for me. How, how did you miss this show? I knew about the show the whole time. I've known about the show for a long time. I've, I just didn't think it was worth watching. Huh. I was just like, there's no way this is good. It has Lil Dicky at its center, which means it could be the corniest thing ever. This could literally be the worst show ever made. It, is, it could be so corny. It could be so bad at this. It has Andrew Santino, who, like, I've become a bigger fan of in the last, like, year or two. He was not, like, one of the original comedians that I was a fan of. That, like, when I got into being a comedy fan, I was a fan of. And then Taco, I was like, there's no way he's doing anything serious. Like, there's, wow. a, there's a skit in Loiter Squad where Taco is, like, they go, like, so Taco came up with this great idea where they're going to drop him off in front of the fire, uh, in front of, like, a fire engine house. And, it, and, like, dressed up as a baby, like, but it's a 20-year-old man. 
And it's like, that's the whole joke. So instead, like, they, they tell Taco they're doing this, and then they really tell the firemen to, like, open the garage door and spray him with a hose. So the whole one-minute video is explaining that premise, and then you see Taco in a in a baby-like carriage and a, uh, like, baby outfit get sprayed by firemen. Got it. So I was like, there's no way this guy is doing real TV. There's no way. Anyway, he, he is well, doing real TV. He's he's perfect. I mean, he's this is his character and it's uh it is he is a character for sure and it's crazy and each episode is like some of them have things that happen in it that I don't understand that you probably will as Maybe. per the first the last 10 minutes of this podcast which yeah, kind of went over my head. Yeah, the last <clears throat> but even an old guy like me can can appreciate what uh, what he's putting out there and it's it is very funny and it, it it keeps it lively and it keeps you guessing and it's there's surprise every turn um some of it is like when i say cringe like it needs to be all capital letters cringe because it it really hurts to watch sometimes but <laughs> yeah um, i can see that i can totally see that just like a bit that doesn't yeah. work or it's supposed to make you yeah. cringe and it's just like oh yeah damn Anyways, but, the first two episodes blew me away. I yeah, like, I rewatched the pilot. Coming. It's it's uh, it's very much a microcosm of the series and and how it flows and um, the the wrapping is a little less wrapping in the in the future episodes. Um, but as I said, there's some music videos thrown in there that he does that are yeah. like, I is that real? I don't think it's real, but it could be real. So. You know, you'll tell me because it is definitely more your style than yeah. mine. I'm going to guess that the songs, like the song he rapped in the in the pilot was not a real song. That was mm-hmm. just probably something he wrote like, okay, this is a show about me. I'm going to do my comedy thing for a while, but I got to rap. So he wrote a minute or two of some rap over some like weird beat and just uh, was like, okay, this is the rap section of the show. I'm proud of this rap. It's going to mm-hmm. go in the show. This is the... This is the pilot. This is what people are going to expect. Let's give them what they want. And then I guess yeah. I, I wasn't a huge fan of the rap. Like if they did a two minute or a one minute rap every episode, I'd be like, Jesus, dude, like this is immediate, an immediate turnoff. But right. second episode, I don't think he raps at all or it's very, very little or it's just it's funny. Yeah, his rapping is fun. It's like he's struggling. He's struggling to write a song. Yeah. For the there's just the main concept of the second episode. I'm going to continue watching this. I think my answer was pretty clear. No one was re- no one should be really surprised. I'm going to continue watching this probably right after this and then after I do a few episodes of Dave, I'm going to get right back into Rye Lane. <laughs> this is So, this podcast has convinced you to watch and rewatch the shows we're talking about. Well, this episode, this particular episode for yes. sure. Yeah. Yeah, I just finished Dave I watched the episode of Dave today to like get him fresh, not because Good. I'm procrastinating. What? No, that's not you. I can I can tell you, season three of Dave is I think even better than the other two seasons, and the last episode is one that I I need to rewatch. I I recently saw it in the last uh, few weeks, Um, and the cameos and star studdedness coming out of this, the people he gets to be on the show. Oh yeah. it's nuts. If you look at the cast list for the the episode ten of season three 
the people in that are like not just doing cameos. They're doing like their co-stars and they are doing next level schlock stuff. It's so damn funny. It's all yeah. so great. So yeah, it keeps going and it's Oh shit, like I'm looking at the Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's wonderful. Um yeah, wow. That's a lot of famous people yeah. in one room. Yeah, so he has some famous people connections. I think Andrew Santino has some famous people connections a little bit. Andrew Santino, by the way, I think now is a bigger celebrity than Lil Dicky. I'm just gonna come out there and say that. I think relative Andrew Santino has a little more juice in Hollywood than Lil Dicky. Maybe, maybe. I might, you gotta, I might you gotta, be wrong. You got to tell me where to find some Andrew Santino stuff because as look up, I've Look up said, Bad Friends highlights. What is Bad Watch? Friends? It's a comedy podcast with, with him and Bobby Lee. Oh, okay. Got it. Do you know Bobby Lee? No. <sighs> Huge fan of comedy right here. We've got two big fans of comedy on this podcast. It's just, it's a, it's a blessing. It's a real blessing. You're supposed to really yell at me off the air, not uh, not during the episode, Ben. <laughs> well, it's all, it's all right. Bobby, Bobby Lee, he doesn't have any specials out, which is weird. Like, but he's way more talented than people who have like five specials out. I don't know. He's a weird guy. He's hilarious. And Andrew Santino, and they're they're perfect together. They're just perfect. I'll um, check it out. Anyways, yeah, watch comedy podcast clips. That's what I do all day. It's such a good waste of time. I always distract myself, and I never get my anything done because I'm just watching comedians riff with each other on podcasts. I swear to God, that's all I do. Andrew Santino, Bobby Lee have their own podcast. Andrew Schultz, Tom Segura, Christina, Christina P., Joey Diaz, I mean, Theo Vaughn, any of these. Chris Stefano, Sal Volcano, all these guys. It's... All right. Yeah. Hey, uh, bef- let's let's wrap up on Dave because I got one more thing I want to bring up. Okay. Anything um, else? No, I think that's it for Dave. I'm definitely rewatching it. I'm definitely going to continue watching it. Um, I should update the audience about what I'm rewatching, but to be honest, I have not rewatched Marvelous Mrs. Maisel or, um, well, obviously Beef, but I haven't rewatched either of the shows that we reviewed so haven't you haven't gotten through miss you haven't shrinking. gotten through mrs Maisel for the first time is what you mean yeah or doing- marvelous mrs Maisel. so i'm lying to our audience i will admit that well because you're watching your stupid comedy clips all the time you need to <laughs> exactly be more fun. what i'm doing that's exactly, exactly what i'm doing i wanted to i wanted to talk about um we talked about beef a couple episodes ago and a friend of mine scott big fan of the show by the way uh reminded me or pointed out that when we talked about the title cards you mentioned the how cool the title cards were that um, one of the characters, the guy who plays cousin Isaac in the show is David Cho, who is an LA artist that actually did the title cards. So yeah. there was a bit of an overlap there and uh, we didn't mention it. We should have David Cho, a bit of a weird past with some, you know, inappropriate behavior in his, yeah. in, in real life. So um, not going to talk about what big fans we are of David Cho, but at least want to point out that's, his art is kind of cool. I will mention that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to say how big of a fan I, have, I am of him personally, because I'm not as a person. But he did like cool graffiti stuff when he was a kid. And then he was like, I'm getting too big for this stuff. And he was like, been to Africa and like lived with tribal people that like hunt like monkeys. And I heard him tell him like something, 
like that on a podcast. Anyways, not a great person. Made cool art. Still made cool art, and I liked it. There we go. All right. Dave, I'm rewatching Rye Lane. Definitely recommend. Thank you all for listening. This has been Ben and Eric's podcast. Eric, it was a pleasure recording with you once more. As always. All right. See you, Ben. See you. Bye.